get a note here from uh, Satan to Mitch McConnell. Good dog. Good dog, Mitch. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Thank you to Bulwark Capital Management Partner of the Week. You can listen to uh, Zach, the Chief Investment Officer there. You can listen to him at knowyourriskradio.com. He has a podcast and radio show. It's a very good one, by the way. I can't stand feeling the way I feel this morning. Because as, as a person being discipled and reading, you know, this morning in, in this book about how to disciple others and, and determine what stage you're at in terms of being discipled. Are you a, a spiritual child, a spiritual young adult, or are you a spiritual parent? Uh, I'm a spiritual young adult as I see it. And I'm feeling almost a sense of teen angst this morning, except angst is sort of undirected. I really think what I'm feeling is what you're about to feel as we talk about Mitch McConnell being Satan's special little boy helper. Um, Mitchell has announced that he doesn't give a hoot about what he pretends are social issues. So he doesn't want to dirty his donor's hands with these. Uh, bread, bread and butter issues. I put everyone needs to check it in a pot. Uh, inflation high. Uh, no, 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 no time to talk about uh, turning our children into uh, drug addicted, uh, angry little uh, uh, sex bots uh, who who grow up uh, like uh, like Hunter Biden, but without the money and the connections. No time. Uh, a little bit of tax cut. Uh, war in Ukraine. It's a bipartisan effort. We, uh, you got an agreement to now spend more uh, more money in a five years Iraq war over there, Herman. Thanks, Mitch. Yeah, Mitch McConnell has announced that the uh, election is going to be about uh, oh, gas prices. Okay, fair enough. Inflation, fair enough. What did you do to stop inflation, Mitchell? When you guys had the majority, what, what was your action, Mitchell? Did you expose the Federal Reserve for what it is? The, the, the Treasury? BlackRock? ESG? Oh, the, oh, social issues, social issues. I say, I say again, a chicken in the pot. Those are social issues. So Mitchell wants to run on the good old fashioned gas is high, inflation is high, and we Republicans will get things back down, but not, not with the Trump. Next hour, I'm going to make the case, not for Trump, but for DeSantis. I'll make the case for Trump next. For DeSantis to be the Republican nominee. I'll do that next hour. But no, not, no, not the way of drilling here. No, nothing like that. That's a social issue. That's not, Mitch. There's no such thing as a social issue. What we're talking about uh, is the actual fabric that holds together this nation's um, future, period. It's, it's a cliched axiom to say children are the future. It's also a fact. And so Mitchell wants to ignore what is being done to them. It is ungodly. You know how Satan loves this? Wow, Mitch, you're not going to even try to stop the the, the, the teachers union, so-called, from programming kids to be compliant little sex dolls? Because that's what this grooming will do, Mitchell. Or angry little racists, because that's what it's doing. Or people with a professional victim mentality, because that's what it's creating. You can't have any fiscal restraint when people are so messed up. And so lacking in God, which is the core of a lot of the mess up, if not all of it. 
So there are movies now coming out about the sexualization of children. And this is the stuff that McConnell is afraid to handle. And look, I can go through the political calculus just as well as Mitchell. I remember, you don't understand, uh, those battles being fought at a state level, uh, parents fighting those battles. Uh, it's better off just let that happen uh, from a parental level uh, and, 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 and bring about the change that way uh, while we uh, focus on the issues of putting a good, good Republican in office. Uh, if we can do that without spending our money on uh, a committee basis and parents are willing to take care of it at school board meeting, uh, look, this is a streamlining the effort. It's, it's divide and conquer, and, and it's, 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 it's this way we'll conquer the Democrats. Right. What did you do, Mitch, personally in office to ever confront any of this stuff ever once? Ever one time. No, abortion, I'll give you that. Anything else? I didn't think so. This is a um, director of a movie that's being made about the sexualization of children. Talking about his movie and what it's going to reveal. Four-year-olds don't need to know about masturbation. They really, really don't. It, 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 this is perversion. It's it's not. It's it's that the hypersexualization of children is about the most disgusting thing that this uh, woke movement has come up with. And what's so ironic is that in the same um, PHSE uh, syllabus, they're taught they're teaching kids about how to spot FGM and you know and and how terrible that is. And yet, on the one hand, they're saying FGM is really bad uh, when done by. Uh, um, Muslim families, but when done by white middle class liberals to their children who want to, you know, get on the grievance uh, Olympics by, you know, dismembering themselves and giving themselves lifelong health conditions, then it's fine. And it just seems utterly, utterly morally abhorrent to me. Well, it's morally abhorrent to everybody who's not in completely indoctrinated. And the indoctrination doesn't bother Mitchell. You're indoctrinating kids to believe whatever the blank the person in a charge says is the truth. That's, that, that goes beyond the fabric of society. That goes to the fabric of reality. Uh, I don't deal in reality, Herman. I, I, I deal in uh, minor tax cuts, uh, war in Ukraine. That's bipartisan effort, by the way. Bipartisan. Uh, we got that done. I got that deal done. President Biden called me back 15 minutes. We got that done 15 minutes. 60, 49 billion dollars. I just buy, 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 So what about the social issues there, Mitchell? Well, I'll talk about that later. So what we have in all of this is once again, we're being told you're on your own. You're you're absolutely on your own. And it's not like the parents that Mitchell probably from a political calculus point of view aren't getting the job done. This is the Loudoun County School Board where the the bosses of the school decided to ignore the fact that young people were being raped, young girls, two of them being raped by a boy who Scott Ziegler, the so-called superintendent of Loudoun County Schools, that, that he tried to hide and cover up the rapes that were occurring by this young man who got to pretend to be a girl on some days. Mitch, you're cool with this? You just gave these people billions of dollars, Mitchell. I thought you were staying out of the social issues. When you pass, that's bipartisan gun legislation, Herman. Uh, Bipartisan. Uh, Red flag law make perfect sense. Give a billion, uh, 10 billion to the teachers union and get back to the business of talking about gas prices and chickens in a pot. You Gave these people billions of dollars, but you want to say you're out of the social issues. You'll fund them, 
but you leave it to the parents to fight. This is a, a conversation. The second voice you'll hear is Scott Ziegler. He's the so-called superintendent of government schools in Loudoun County, Virginia. Uh, a statement or some content addressing where we are in that process. Uh, something brief. Uh, Dr. Ziegler, would you be interested in providing that to the community and back to school? Uh, everything that Mr. Mahevdi mentioned is part of the rollout plan. So we have a, a pretty robust indoctrination plan uh, ready to go, enculturation plan for this ready to go as we move into the new school year. Thank you. <laughs> I say, I didn't mean to say indoctrination. <laughs> we have a pretty robust indoctrination plan. Yeah. Parents know that's why they're suing you as groomers. And Mitch is funding these people. But he wants to stay out of the social issues. But he's funding them. Now, the reason that I played the Fauci clip and the five-minute focus, if you heard that, the five-minute focus prior to this program, is because it's right in the same sphere. This is our boy. This is Satan's special boy, Mitch McConnell. Now, this is an older clip, but listen to him laugh derisively at people who were saying, hey, if you let the virus run its course, we're going to be better off. Well, guess what all the data says? Now, I'm playing this clip for a specific reason. It's not that I'm distracted from the so-called social issues. Not a bit. I know who's paying for this. Regretfully, this is not over. There were some who hoped this would get away, would would go away sooner <laughs> uh, than it has. And I think the straight talk here that everyone needs to understand is this is not going away until we get a vaccine. Then it will go away. We'll be working on a new package. Oh, package next week. Huh. <clears throat> I've been in consultation with the administration, as you can imagine. Oh, yes. I'll have some recommendations to make. And then the way the political process works, I'll have to sit down with Senate Democrats mm. and we'll see what the way forward is. Gosh, I wonder what you'll choose. Total confidence in Dr. Fauci at this point. Uh, total. Total confidence in a grifter. Come back on that, Mitch. Um, who is funding the perversion of our kids' minds? Pharma. Who funds Fauci? Pharma. Who funds you? What's, the, what's one of the major industries in your state, Mitch? Making these pills, drugs. So, social, uh, a social issue, uh, that's a distraction from a chickens in a pot. So, the boss of government schools said something about indoctrination programs, right? Well, that's what they are, and we know this, and Mitchell doesn't care. We'll leave it to the parents. That's your job to fight that, not Mitchell's. So the indoctrination programs are profoundly effective. We've seen it. For those of us who began talking about social issues a decade ago or longer, but when I got back into radio a decade ago, the, the, the discomforts even in conservative radio on the social issues is just insane. Well, well now, of course, 10 years into this, this assault on kids' minds, leading from behind. So the indoctrination stuff is profoundly effective, even on people who have microphones in audiences. Well, I mean, let's take it up a level. Macy Gray doesn't need anybody's permission to say anything. I'm not aware that I've ever heard her music. And not, not that I, I should, I guess I should listen to it. So Macy Gray has been an entertainer, um, singer, performer, whatever, for, for a couple of decades. And she's won a bunch of awards and she's very, very, very famous. And she had a sit down with Piers Morgan who's now morphed into sort of a guy making sense again on, on, on many issues other than guns where he's insane. 
So she sat down with Piers Morgan and they started to talk about the transgender myth. Uh, the notion that people are born in the wrong body, which is a physical and absolute impossibility. Not only that, it is completely against the word of God to say, I'll remake you in Big Pharma's image. That's a social issue. And here's Macy Gray prior to something that happened to her in a little bit. She's having this free-flowing conversation with Piers Morgan. Now, but before I play this, keep in mind, she has a, a number of songs that um, are going to pay her for her rest of her life. Good for her. Um, this is not a woman who needs to work again. Now, perhaps she makes a bunch of money from live shows. I'm sure she does. But were she to simply downsize and say, hey, I'm done, I'm retired. This woman could live on four or five million bucks a year for the rest of her life. And, and yet she is pressurable, as I will prove. If I asked you what a woman is, what would you say? I would say uh, a human being with uh, boobs. <laughs> How are you to start there? Yeah, I mean, yeah. the dictionary is quite straightforward. It just and says a, a human adult female, yeah. right? No, a lot of people. Yeah, see, that's, now that's a little getting confusing. The whole he, she, they, that's, that's going to And I'm not back. sure why, really. It's a, it's a bit like this whole issue of, of transgenders mm. in sport. I, can, I support all trans rights to fairness and equality. Me too. But not where you have people born to obvious physical superior bodies. Me too. Transitioning and then thrashing the women at their sport. I totally agree. And I, I will say this and everybody's going to hate me, but as a woman, just because you go change your parts doesn't make you a woman. Right. Sorry. You feel that? I know that for a fact. Mm. Like if you want me to call you a her, I will. Because that's what you want. But that doesn't make you a woman just because I call you a her and just because you got a surgery. Because people do feel, feel that you, there's biological sex and then there's gender identity, that you right. can identify as whatever you like you in terms of a gender, right? Yeah, that's totally. the freedom we live in. Absolutely. But actually you can't change the mechanics of biological sex. They are what they are. Well, just every, like women go through just a, a completely unique experience that, and, and, and surgery or, or, you know, finding yourself doesn't doesn't change that. You know, being a, a little girl is, is a whole epic book, you know, and, and you can't you can't have that just because you want to be a woman. I mean, you it's a great conversation. It really is. It's it's two, you know, adult human beings exchanging ideas and talking in very clear senses. And and Pierce Morgan doesn't need to work. He's He created a couple of tabloids and some TV shows. He's a producer. Um, he's earned a bunch of money. He doesn't ever need to work again. Macy Gray never needs to work again. Uh, if they get themselves in trouble saying something, they've got massive, massive footprints uh, in terms of media to be able to go out and fight for themselves. Not everybody has that. And look, people can be pressured. Adults, successful adults. So what about kids? That 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 soundbite, that soundbite that we played from the Loudoun County schools. Uh, a statement or some content addressing where we are in that process. Uh, something brief. Uh, Dr. Ziegler, would you be interested in providing that to the community and back to school? Uh, everything that Mr. Mahevdi mentioned is part of the rollout plan. So we have a, a pretty robust indoctrination plan. You're right. A pretty robust, robust indoctrination plan. And this pressuring works. So Mitchell McConnell doesn't want to dirty his donor's hands with the social issues. It's a social issue that people are forced to say things that they don't believe. It's a social issue that kids are being divorced from reality. It's a social issue that they're being addicted to drugs. It's a social issue that they're being turned into compliant sex dolls. That's a social issue. No, when those things are completed, you can't have a country. You can't have a civil society. You can't have a, well, I can't, I won't say can't have a godly society, You'll have to have everybody fall to their knees in prayer to regain a godly society that we once had. It's also an issue. And, and look, this pressure stuff works as I'm about to prove with Macy Gray, and I don't want to take credit for this. My friend Victoria Taft wrote a piece. It's on PJ Media. You can see this. It's linked in the show notes. This stuff can work with people. And I'll give you an example. You know, when we started going through our, our teen and adolescent 
um, you know, walk through mental health. I shut up about some things. Biggest mistake. Well, I've made so many mistakes, but one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made in my life. And when I started to speak out about them again, well, things changed because I fully believe the Lord said, oh, okay. So I am bigger than the evil that's being done. I'll give you a counterbalance to that. When a New York Times, a so-called reporter at the New York Times decided to try to make me um, into one of the participants in J6, even though I was <laughs> in Spokane, Washington, filling in for Rush, God rest him, on the day that J6 occurred, on January 6th, as it happened, people started to go into the Capitol as we were wrapping the show in the last 20 minutes or so. We all watched it live together and I had to respond to it on Rush's program. And a reporter, so-called, with the New York Times decided to try to make me part of the story. And there were a lot of people who panicked, utterly panicked. This is the New York Times. And I was saying, the New York Times has no effect on our audience. Our audience knows what the Times is. And other people were saying, but our advertisers. No, people, people who advertise on my show knew who I am. And then EIB did something. No, then, then, then EIB, Russia's company, um, and, well, credit where credit's due, iHeart did something. I'll tell you about that in a second. Pretty anxious to get the good report from a family member on the Soda Weight Loss Program. I... <laughs> Oh, see, if you've ever looked, if you've ever gone back and look at old photos of yourself, um, speaking of soda weight loss, the, 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 some people have asked me, um, you know, what did you look like when you were 150 pounds heavier? And my, my daughter's sort of been toying with the idea of, of me putting those photos up. Now, I think I'll do that. I think I will because I, I want people to see the journey and what 150 pounds of fat looked like on me. Um, and have you ever done that? Because here's a really crazy thing I did in looking through all this and looking through some of these photos and, and playing around with this. Um, I found some old pants I wore. Do you know that I was at one point up to a 56 waist size and now I float between 32 and 34? Now, what that means to me though, is far beyond just the size. And so do weight loss. It's not, it's not, I mean, yes, everybody, everybody wants to look a certain way. And if you're happy with the way you look, God, God love you. Um, but it's not just about the looks. When I was going through these old photos and I found, I kept this old pair of pants just to remember what that was like. <laughs> this is super embarrassing. I found my old high school wrestling singlet. Now it's stunk because it's been stored in a chest forever. Uh, but I, I, I put it on. The only, <laughs> the only thing that didn't fit was the legs. The legs were so tight. Uh, I had kind of spindly legs back then, but I could wear the thing. So what's the point? Well, when did you feel your most healthy? Tell me about the time or put in your mind your time when you personally felt the most healthy, the most vigorous the most fleet of foot. When was that? Match it to a picture. Now we're older. We can't regain everything, but you can regain that feeling. Do you have that feeling in your mind? You can regain that, but it will involve dropping the fat that you do not want on your body. Soda weight loss can help you do that. I have two pictures. One is when I played a little bit of college football at a tiny little college and I was in magnificent physical shape and I felt unbreakable because I was a stupid kid. The other is just before my injury at the age of 54. This is regainable. It's sodaweightloss.com, S-O-T-A, weightloss.com. My wife's on it, loved ones, whole bunch of people from the show and... A lot of people in the podcast family. SodaWeightLoss.com. So they tried to hang Jan 6th around my neck um, to some degree. I mean, it's not going to make me the star of it, but this New York Times reporter had these questions and uh, I was advised, call them. And I said, you're crazy. You think I'm calling a New York Times reporter? Absolutely not. I will respond in writing and I will say to the New York Times reporter, here is my statement in full. You either agree to run the whole thing or you can say no comment. 
but this is my statement in full. And when I, when, when I made EIB aware of the fact that these guys were calling around, the, the, dif- the difference was magnificent from people who were hand-wringing and afraid and pearl-clutching and add your cliche to that, if you like. I got a call from um, one of this big, big senior people there. And I was told, we've talked about this as a team. We have listened to the program. We will stand behind you 100%. In fact, if you need ammunition to fight this, you will have Rush's radio program at your disposal to fight against it. We're perfectly comfortable. Well, that was magnificent. Macy Gray has that. Piers Morgan has that, not in Russia's program, but they, they have very, very sizable audiences. They don't need to work again. But Macy Gray couldn't withstand this. Macy Gray had a change of heart. Weeks later. Before I play this, just reflect upon this. How long can any kid last in an environment of indoctrination to hate this country? Uh, It's a social issue. To lie about their gender, social issue. To lie about the existence of God, Uh, it's a social issue. How long can they last? Macy Gray lasted a couple of weeks, if that. And here she is post-struggle session. You were on the Piers Morgan show and there was a question about trans women. And this was what you said in part. As a woman, just because you go change your parts doesn't make you a woman. If you want me to call you a her, I will because that's what you want. But that doesn't make you a woman. Just because I call you a her, just because you've got a surgery, you can call yourself whatever you want. There was a wave of of backlash that came as a result. Um, Just tell me where you are right now on that statement. Well, uh, I never, of course, meant to hurt anybody with with, uh, what I said. I'm not. I'm actually a huge, uh, I think it takes a lot of courage to be yourself, to, to, to go out in the world and be honest about who you are. And uh, so I think anyone who is uh, in the LGBT community is a hero and, and sets an example for all of us with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I said some things uh, that, that uh, didn't go over well. But um, my intention was never to to hurt anybody. I feel bad uh, that I did hurt some people, and and I think it's it's um, you know just about education. It's about conversation and and us getting to a point where we understand each other. And and um, and and that that only happens with you know I've I've learned a lot through this. Mm-hmm. So I think that that was one of the reasons uh, it might have happened. Just it was a, a huge learning experience for me, and and uh, and I, I just have a compassion for for you know what I, I think you 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 can like I said in there you can call yourself what like you you whoever you believe you are, mm-hmm. and and no one can dictate that for you or take that away from you, you yeah. know. I think life is an education process. The more you sit yeah. with people, the more you talk to people, it changes your perspective. So has, has your perspective changed, do you feel? I've, I've learned so much, and I, and I think, um, Here we you go. know, being a woman is a vibe. And uh, it's something mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very proud of. And it's, it's, it's very precious to me. And, and it's a vibe. I, I think that if you, in your heart, feel that that's what you are, then that's what you are, regardless mm. of what anybody says yeah. or thinks. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Quite a comparison. Quite a comparison. Pierce Morgan asked her, you know for a fact that changing your parts doesn't make you, or no, he said, you think that. You think that changing your parts doesn't make you the opposite sex. She said, I know that. I know that as a fact. Well, it is a fact. And yet one of the world's most successful entertainers who has no need for money, who's unfireable, if her record company dropped her, 15 others would, would beg for the opportunity to have her. And she can't withstand this. 
And we have the Senate majority leader who has been in, 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 ensconced in government like a tick for his entire life. His wife made gajillions of dollars grifting the Department of Transportation. Together, they never need to work again, nor generations and generations of McConnells never need to work. They've enriched themselves on a country built that had fabric. America could not exist without the fabric of family and faith. It could not have happened. Because it takes faith in God to recognize unalienable rights. You can't believe in unalienable rights and not believe in God. You can contend something is an unalienable right, but another person gets to come along and say, I contend otherwise. You couldn't have pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness as a right unless you can reflect upon what did God give us? Life. What else did he give us? Liberty. And with that, we can choose to pursue happiness or bitterness. We can choose to pursue God, which means that we pursue holiness. I had a social issue. So it's not just McConnell. And this one just gut punched me when I saw this. Because it ain't just cocaine Mitch. Someone who is in office solely because of the so-called social issues has completely sold out parents. You don't think, Mitch, it's a winning issue that the Biden uh, regime is dropping $1.5 million on so-called transgender programming for inmates? America's, you, you want to talk about gas prices? Tell me about gas prices when we've got that going on. Tell me that's not a winning issue. Do you have this? You have blue state parents who are being forced to fund the teaching of, of the transgender lives to kindergartners. Want to know what their excuse is? Want to know? Yeah, their excuse is George Floyd. Yeah, because of George Floyd, we need to teach five-year-old or five, uh, uh, yeah, five-year-olds that 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 being transgender means a doctor made a mistake. This is what your tax and he just gave them money, but he wants out of the social issues, but he'll fund them. Satan's little best boy helper. Yeah, because of George Floyd, we need to teach five-year-olds that when someone says they're transgender, it means the doctor made a mistake. Mitch. You are personally involved in the ultimate destruction of this country. It will crumble. You are personally crumbling it, but I know you're going to die first. And truly, Mitchell, you will have had your reward. I'll get to this statewide office holder in a second. Absolutely turning his back on the reason he's he's in statewide office. Remarkable. It's the uh, black hole of cowardice that is the Republican Party. That's just what it is. It's a black hole of cowardice. We finally done and did it. We finally got the Todd Herman Show t-shirts. The only knee we take is to the Lord. They're really beautiful shirts and there's a series of colors that you can have that would match your taste, a series of sizes. That the ToddHermanShow.com, there's a great big link right there for the t-shirts and people have been bugging us about this. We sold about a thousand of these in one night uh, when we were in Bothell, Washington for the Will God Rescue America thing. People have asked many, many times, how do I do something for the show? Well, there's two things that the t-shirts do. Number one, yep, we make money on those. 
And I think we make about 10 bucks per shirt, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's about 10. So it's not an enormous amount of money, but it is super helpful. Um, and it gives you an opportunity to advertise the show and to start conversations. And when you see the designs of the show, <laughs> they're conversation starting shirts. And we're thinking of creating a, a, and we may do this, a special run of shirts for people who are, who are pure bloods, who have not been injected. Now that's not a knock against people who got injected. Some people had to do that. Some people made a different judgment than I did and that's just fine. But there are those of us who never got injected and we may have a special run of shirts that say unejected and unafraid. We may create special brands of these shirts, but it starts now. You go to the toddhermanshow.com right there at the top. Dave has put a link to the t-shirts and here's my request and what we're going to do. People who come around and take social media pictures and tag our show or tag me um, or, or show and me individually of them proudly wearing these. No, let's not say proud. Happily wearing these shirts. We're going to end you in for a drawing for a whole big prize package from the show. So it's the ToddHermanShow.com. It's the first time we've announced the shirts, the ToddHermanShow.com. This is Glenn Youngkin. And Glenn went and did some of the weekend TV tours. And the, uh, the, the interviewer here, in fact, suggests that Glenn Youngkin thinks he's now presidential material. He is the governor of Virginia for one reason. Perverts. That's it. People who are, have become so sadly perverted... That they thought, what's what's the time at which young men are most likely to to do things really wildly sexually inappropriate and, and to be harmful to young women? At what age is that? High school? Yeah, I agree. High school. That's about the time where young men's hormones are running wild. Not to say that young women aren't, and I'm not I'm not saying young women don't do you know crazy things as well. But what what time is that in age? Is that going to happen? Yeah, probably high school, maybe college, with all the beer and in the proximity of young women, etc. So let's do this. Let's yet let young men pretend that they're girls whenever they feel like it on Monday or Tuesday or just inter interchangeably. Let's let them go into the bathroom in an enclosed space where a girl can't get out. And then when, when one of these young men who's pretending to be a girl rapes a couple of young girls, let's go, young women, let's go ahead and, and, and shut that down. In fact, when that comes out and the father of the girl who was raped speaks out in a school board meeting. Let's have the cops come and arrest him. Let's have him drug away by security. And when parents come in and say, how dare you be teaching my kindergarten kids how to masturbate? You're a groomer. Or how dare you teach my, my, my black kids that their white neighbors are their enemy. How dare you reinstall a race war in the minds of children in the Loudoun County schools? Let's make sure they're arrested. Shut down their mics. Move them to Zoom meetings. Give them 90 seconds to speak. Hi, in, in not, not in Virginia, but in another state. Let's hire a PR firm to dig dirt on a mother. Let's pay the, a black ops PR firm to dig up dirt on a mother because she dared to speak up at school board meetings. Then let's start planting stories about her in the media using taxpayer money. Let's dox her home address. Uh, 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 those social issues, Herman. Mitch, you sent them billions of dollars. I, I fight gun violence, gun violence. Uh, I'm fighting a gun. Mitch, there's no such thing as gun violence. I, I meant, uh, I meant uh, right-wing violence. It's not right-wing, Mitch. Uh, it's a social issue. So Glenn Youngkin is in office in Virginia, not because of the Republican Party. And to be frank with you, Northern, North Virginia actually has a pretty good Republican Party because, not because of the party, but because of people like Morton Blackwell. So this is Glenn Youngkin completely tossing aside the reason that he is in office. Absolutely shameful. I think this is a moment for the Republican Party to, to recognize exactly what I, re I recognized last year, was this is not an or moment, but an and moment. I mean, we brought together Virginians last year. Stump speech. Forever Trumpers, never Trumpers, independents, 
Democrats. We won the we won the Latino vote, the Asian vote, the, the largest voter turnout for black Virginians that anybody can remember to vote for Republican. I mean, I think this is the future of the Republican Party, which is to recognize that we have to come together and these common sense kitchen table issues that are on the forefront of everybody's mind, inflation, schools, safe communities, an economy that isn't stealing everybody's hardworking money through inflation, but gives them a job. So this is where the Republicans, this is the Republicans who, that we can win. You did none of that. Glenn, you're buying your own press. You did none of that. You were the guy who wasn't a pervert. You were the guy who didn't say parents should have no say in their children's educations. You were the guy who wasn't going to teach kindergartners the joys of masturbation. You were the guy who wasn't going to teach black kids to hate white kids and white kids to hate themselves. That's what you were. You were an alternative. You, 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 you united nobody. You inspired no one. You got ahead of a wave by accident. It was a wave of parents attempting to protect their children. You and I know, maybe you don't know, Glenn, and, and most people who've even watched it, casually watched a TV show about the woods, know that you never get between a mother bear and its babies, ever. That's a death warrant. You stand between a mother grizzly bear and her babies, she'll kill you swiftly. That's how that grizzly mama saying came up. That's what you got in between. I, rather, the Democrats are in between. You were the guy who was the alternative. That's it. Now, I'll tell you what haunts me as I prepare to do this show about Hunter Biden and Ashley Biden. Because I'm going to do a show this week um, because I've been diving into these materials. And I saw the 4chan stuff yesterday. Of course, it's not confirmed. Did you see this? That apparently, well, the, the, the people that some of the people in 4chan, uh, sort of a hacker network, say they've hacked Hunter Biden's phone. I find that totally believable because every other bit of video we've seen from Hunter is him naked in rooms with hookers. Or with, with, with um, uh, children who are his cousins in the room with him in really inappropriate ways, I would add. We've seen the text and him calling Jill Biden a C word. And the nickname apparently, according to these, now this is the hacked phone that supposedly hacked. And this is supposedly found on a supposedly hacked phone is that he called his dad um, uh, Pedo Peter. And again, that's not confirmed. And how do we get it confirmed? Oh, probably the FBI. No, we don't. I have this nightmare. As I look at the materials about Ashley Biden and I look at the materials about Hunter Biden, and I'm not trying to absolve Hunter or Ashley from adulthood. A lot of people have screwed up parents and don't end up being screwed up in this way. But I do have this nightmare and it's related to what I've been told by friends in law enforcement. And in fact, live on the radio by people in law enforcement. The people at Bulwark Capital Management, it, it goes beyond Zach. And he, as you know, is my friend and brother and uh, very responsible for, uh, in part, in, in a large part, where we're at with the podcast. But Zach also puts a great big premium on hiring people at Bulwark Capital Management. And he, he noticed something. Um, there's a bunch of like former pastors who work at Bulwark. And he didn't go out to raid pastors. And, you know, he wants there to be really good, godly pastors in the world, obviously. But somehow this came about that people sort of later in life were looking at these career changes and they, they'd gone through a bunch of training. 
and came in with smart, crisp minds and work at Bulwark Capital Management to help people steward monies. That's, that's one personality type. The other personality type are these incredibly smart quants, the, the, the type like BlackRock hires, who've come on board Bulwark Capital Management and are able to look at mathematical models that would make the rest of us want to, you know, scream into a pillow or cry in a room for 12 hours. They dig this stuff. And on top of this then is not just Zach, but his wife. His wife is, is the chief operating officer. Now I'm describing to you an interesting family as I see it. Yeah, there's younger staff members. Zach is hiring. Scott too with Bulwark Capital Management and the growth and what they do. But they all combine around one mission and that is risk management of your money. It's quite a thing when there's a boardroom of people from quants to former pastors to Zach and his wife making decisions about how to employ risk management with your business or your money. Well, and your money can be your business. Now, risk management, what does that mean? It means recognizing the reality of the market. Zach's a truth teller. He'll come on and tell us, yep, it's rigged. And here's how we work within it because it's the only system we have. This would be the time if you're five to 10 years out from retirement, it's really a must that you get with them and make sure that you are calibrated for risk management because a lot of portfolios are set up with that old 60-40 stock bond mix. Guys, it doesn't work anymore. Not in this inflationary environment. So call Bulwark Capital Management. They're at 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK. Or you can go to knowyourriskradio.com. Knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and an SEC registered investment advisor. When I look at what is actively being done to children in the government schools that Mitchell McConnell just handed billions and billions and billions of dollars to, I have this nightmare. And it's a nightmare vision of a whole bunch of Ashley and Hunter Bidens. Something happened to those people. Something really bad. Ashley, in this alleged diary, gives hints that something really bad happened. A series of bad things. Hunter acts like it. Now, be clear that great parents can sometimes have kids go off the rails. But this is super consistent sex addiction in both of them, drug addiction in both of them. And this habit of leaving behind their life secrets where other people can find them. That's a weird habit. I've had cop after cop tell me in private and cops tell me on the air that this sex ed stuff, this is a groomer's paradise. I've talked about prepping an environment. If you wanted to prep an environment to have groomers in schools and pedophiles, this is what you would do. This is a recruiting package. People who are aroused by sexualizing children or fantasizing about having sex with children, guess what they would love to do? Sit in a room talking with kids about sex. And of course, we're seeing an explosion of cases of people in schools who are either staff members or support staff sexually assaulting kids. Most of the time, nine out of 10 students. But for me, the nightmare is more personal. In a personal notes a few months ago, well, that's not quite true. It was before we stopped the radio program. I shared something that happened to me at my beloved little uh, community gas station. I know that sounds weird for people who don't live in a rural environment, but it's the one of two stores near us in a reasonable drive. And it's not just a gas station, it's a convenience store. They make little foods. I've always talked about the best deviled eggs in North Idaho. I, I truly believe that. They've got a bait store and I've, I've grown to know everybody there. Used to be my beloved little coffee shop. And then of course, Bonefrog Coffee came along and I, I can't go there anymore. So I drink uh, exclusively Bonefrog. And I was gassing up my car, my truck. And I looked across from where I was at and there was a guy gassing up his car and it was a beater car and he had um, neck tattoos and teardrop tattoos, but he was a kid I knew, grown man now. And I looked and I said, Tim? 
And he looked for a second at me and he goes, yeah. I go, it's Todd Herman. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And he had these very kind of, um, I don't know, uncoordinated physical movements. He used to be a really coordinated, great athlete before everything happened. And I could tell that he was high um, pretty recently. And I could smell it. And I could smell the meth. And I, I don't want to sit there and judge a, a brother. But I know what happened. And I know what his home life was like because I got told by people when I grew up that, well, you know what went on in his house, right? No. I know it was a rough house, but oh, you don't know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely unrestrained sexuality between the parents in, in front of the kids. What? Yeah, they did that. And I don't want to be overly blunt, but that's the tip of what happened in Tim's house. And, and, and I watched him begin to sink in late junior high. And then lost track of him by the time high school rolled around. And I'd been in school with him for four years. And I'm looking at this broken man. But I remembered the young man who was crisp of mind. And he was such a talented athlete. It was scary to compete against him. He was so good at everything. And here he was completely physically uncoordinated. And I remember he made these amazing drawings when he was a kid, I can still picture them. I was in art class with him and he was one of the guys whose art was always something that the teacher wanted to display. And this is a ruined man. Now he doesn't have access to selling the White House. Hunter Biden had that access. But I asked him like, hey, how are you? No, I'm good, man. I said, no, but Tim, seriously, how are you? <sighs> man, uh, well, I take a lot of medicine. I take a lot of medicine. Yeah, Mitch. Social issue. What you're allowing to be done to our kids. Social issues. Next hour, begin to make the case for presidential candidates. I'll start with DeSantis. Next week, we'll do President Trump. I know it's early, but let's be early at this because I want to be prayerful about it. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind. And really, let's make a habit now of becoming very prayerful as we enter into election season.